Welcome to the Mr. Mrs. Mindset podcast, a guide to help you stay true to yourself while you navigate your wedding planning journey. I'm your host, Sarah, the accessory designer behind Elsa Rose Boutique, where I celebrate the authentic women behind the bride title. Hi, beautiful. Welcome to this episode of the Miss to Mrs. Mindset podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me. This episode, uh, I've called, yay, you're engaged, now what? (laughs) Um, And if you have all of this stuff sorted, then I am totally cheering you on. But if you're recently engaged or just starting out with your wedding planning, this will be a helpful episode for you. When Pete proposed to me, I felt a bit numb for a couple of days as my brain processed how we were supposed to plan a wedding. I had absolutely no idea what things cost or in what order to do anything and I could feel the pressure building really early on. So if you're feeling this too, please know that you're not alone. Collectively, let's all let out a sigh of relief, grab a pen and a notebook because I have lots of tips for you. Before anything else, there are three things that I recommend you do. Number one is to make a list of things you both really want for your wedding. Write them all down. Doesn't matter how many there are on the list, you can edit it later. Number two, research how much things cost on average. For example, venues, cakes, florists, photographers, dresses and suits are likely to be some of your biggest expenses. Don't panic, just make a note. This will help us to sort out our budget later on. And three, think about when you'd like your wedding to take place and what um, timescale you're aiming for. So things like summer weddings are more expensive because it's the busiest time of um, year in the UK for weddings. Whereas you might find that you get a better deal on a midweek wedding or at other times of year. So it's worth considering exactly when you want to get married um, and how much time are you going to allow to plan your wedding? Are you going to plan for six months time, a year's time, could be 18 months, two years, that's entirely up to you. But have an idea of, of the time scale that you want to work towards. Okay, so now we've got all those bits written down. The next step is to find a venue and set a date because we can't really do anything else until we know where we're getting married and when we're getting married. So my tip for you is to visit as many venues as you like to get a good feel for the space and the team that will be working with you. This is so important because you want people on board that share your ideas, that share your enthusiasm, um, somewhere that has a style that you feel comfortable with that really suits your own styles. Um, It makes such a difference. I'll share a little story with you about um, our experience of looking for venues. We went to um, a beautiful venue called Clevedon Hall, which is quite local to us. Um, and the uh, before we went in, Pete said, I don't want a sit down wedding meal. I want a mezze platter. I want this idea of a feast. I want people to be picking at the food. I want lots of variety. And I was like, no one's going to do that. There is nowhere that is going to do this for you. And we walked in and we met Abby, the wedding coordinator, and we sat down and Pete said, well, I'm not sure if I want a sit down meal. I like the idea of a bit of a feast. And she turned around and she said, 
oh, like a mezze platter. And I was blown away. She got us straight away. In comparison, we went to another large venue near us um, that we were greeted when we got there by um, somebody who said, are you my three o'clock appointment? And then we were told that if we only wanted 50 guests for the day, that we would be downgraded um, to a different package. And that got my back up straight away. So we got in the car at that venue and we called Abby, the coordinator at the at Clevedon Hall, and said, we're going with you. We don't care how much it costs, we're, we're coming with you. And that is just so important to have people that are gonna invest their time into your day and make it special. Um, otherwise, it's gonna be more stress dealing with suppliers that you really don't click with or you don't get on with um, later on. And there's no set number of venues that you need to visit before you make a decision. Um, this is the same with dresses as well. There's, you know, you might visit one venue and you love it. And you might look at a couple of others, but you come back to that one, that's okay. You might visit 20, you might visit 30. Um, there is no set limit and it doesn't matter how much everybody else is looking at venues, you just look and go at your own pace. Things to focus on when you go into the venue, apart from the, the staff that you meet, look at the decor um, and imagine where you could have photos taken. Um, we live in the UK. <laughs> So our weather is very unpredictable. For example, it is currently uh, the end of May and it is raining outside and I've got a massive cardigan on, whereas yesterday it was boiling hot sunshine. <laughs> so we can't guarantee the weather in this country, even in the middle of the summer. So look for places that you can have photos both inside and out um, because then you can start picturing what your day is going to look like. Um, talk to the staff that are going to be uh, working there and um, something that's really important to know is you'll have a wedding coordinator on the day who will be able to um, who will be overseeing everything but check what they will be doing on the day so will they be helping to put out decorations or do you need to hire somebody to, to help with that or do you need to call in some friends and family to do that for you and this is the difference between a wedding coordinator that works at the venue and um, helps you to get everything planned, takes all the bookings, um, organises the rooms for people to stay in and all of that. Um, and a wedding stylist. So a wedding stylist is normally somebody external that you hire yourself and they can take the pressure off with the, the whole decorating of the venue because they will be there on the day to set everything up how you want it. That is what you pay them for. And they also have, um, you know, a certain flair. A lot of those, um, the styled shoots that you see on Pinterest and Instagram, they all have a stylist. <laughs> that is the surefire way to get a Pinterest wedding is to hire a stylist and they can get it looking amazing. Um, so it's something to keep in mind, um, in which case start looking for your wedding stylist um, when you're looking at venues as well and see if the venue can recommend somebody. If you are planning on having your ceremony at the venue, um, check which spaces are licensed um, and check that it is licensed as well. <laughs> um, because there are really um, set rules about where you can get married. So it might be that 
if you want a wedding outside, you need to check that there is an area, um, normally a building of some sort that has a license to hold weddings, otherwise your wedding will not be legal. Um, and then you will have to go to the registry office beforehand and then maybe have a celebrant-led wedding um, in the spot that you want. Um, so find out uh, which areas are licensed so you can get an idea of where you can actually have the wedding. Um, and also while you're there, ask what you need to do to book a registrar because I had no idea about registrars and <laughs> no idea what we had to do. And our wedding coordinator was very good. She gave us some suggestions of what we needed to do and then we went and sorted that. So you need a registrar to do the legal part of the wedding. Um, and you know, if you're getting married in a church or elsewhere, make appointments with them at this point to find out what you need to do. So the first part of your wedding planning, focus on your venue and where you're going to have the ceremony and get those things booked as early as possible because once those things are booked and set in stone you can then relay that to your wedding suppliers so that they know uh, what days they're expected to be there and the time scale that you've got for your wedding okay so once you've got that sorted it's time to assemble your dream team of suppliers um, and this is where it really helps to have a visual representation of what you both want for your day. Um, and this is where I encourage you to delve into Pinterest and pin all the images that resonate with you. Don't hold back with this. Um, you can narrow them down later, but it's such a great way to get an idea uh, what style direction you're heading in. I do this whenever I rebrand Elsa Rose Boutique and it's happened many times. In fact, the most successful <laughs> rebrand is my recent one, which was the result of my Pinterest boards. What I do is I pin anything that speaks to me at the time and then look for common themes and colours and textures that I can build my brand around. And I invite you to do the same with your wedding as well. Um, so getting all this information together and then you can edit it afterwards, but it will give you a sense of the kind of colours that you're drawn to, um, different details that you like the look of. Um, maybe it's, you know, you've got loads of candy carts pinned on your board or um, uh, specific bands or fairy lights and it gives you this overall sense of what you're looking at. I'll do a follow-up episode on Pinterest for you as well because I think it's um, it's there's there's a knack to using it efficiently for wedding planning and not just diving into a, a massive hole of weddings. <laughs> so I will share that with you. Um, and you can also cut out images from magazines um, or print them from social media or blogs. Um, and if you do this, it's handy to make a note of the suppliers um, and the photographers so you can reach out to them um, if you feel that they're a good fit for your day. So a lot of the UK um, wedding blogs um, take submissions from photographers and wedding suppliers and they will all be listed um, in that article or at the end of the article. So if there's something in there that you really like, you can then go and find that supplier and reach out to them and see if they're available for your day. So now you've got a visual representation of what you would like your day to look like. Um, you should be getting uh, picking up common themes that are running through. So maybe you've got lots of um, rustic barn vibes in there. Maybe it's a really modern, elegant look. Maybe it's a really um, 
minimal look it might be over the top with flowers and you might realize that flowers are actually a really big thing for you that that's what you want in your day seeing these things and pinpointing them will make it much easier to narrow down your supplier search as you can be more specific um, when you're searching for things for example instead of searching for uh, bristol florists you can search for boho inspired flowers for barn weddings in bristol <laughs> it is amazing the difference that being specific makes both on pinterest and google um, you will get um, a much uh, more focused result coming back to you that is going to save you time through trawling through all of the entries on Google because there are so, so many things that come up on Google. Some aren't relevant, some will be, um, but it's just going to save you a bit of time if you can be more specific. The first suppliers that I recommend sourcing are the ones who will be there on the day. And notably, I would say the photographer, uh, videographer, um, caterers, if they're not included in the venue or you're using somebody else, um, a florist, celebrant, if you're having one, and a wedding planner and stylist, if you are having them as well. These people tend to get booked up very quickly and their jobs are quite large in the grand scheme of things. So if you're having big floral installations, you need to know that somebody's gonna be able to, to do all that. They need to know the space that you're in. Photographers get booked up sometimes, it could be a year in advance. Um, so when you are looking for photographers and videographers, really do your research. Um, this is where social media is great. Have a look at images that you like, uh, make notes of the names of companies, um, and then reach out to them. Because the way you're gonna get the wedding of your dreams is by working with the people that create the things that look like the wedding of your dreams. It's going to make it a much safer option for you rather than getting somebody in the hope that they can recreate something. Always go with somebody that does things in the style that you want. Um, I also recommend um, after that, so after your, your photographer, your florist, your videographer, um, celebrant, wedding planner, stylist, is to speak to cake makers. These people have got to be available on the day to deliver something or to set something up. So their availability is much more important. Um, the same goes for hair and makeup artists and entertainment and transport. So if, you go, if you're going to multiple venues, then how are you gonna get there? So what cars do you want? Um, hair and makeup it's good to get a trial booked in and, and the date booked in so that they know where they've got to be because again they can get booked up very quickly as well so we've got our on the day suppliers organized um, they're booked in for the day that's all good we've got that under control next we want to turn our focus on to the other major things uh, that we need for the wedding day or that we want and these are things like the wedding dress, the suits, um, the invitations and save the dates because there's a time frame needed to do these things. You want to send your invitations out with enough time before the wedding that people can plan the time off, um, that you can get RSVPs in and everything. It doesn't really matter how far in advance you send invitations. Um, but you want to allow some time that you can get responses back and um, 
be able to sort seating plans and dietary requirements and all of that. Uh, with dresses and suits as well, um, try and go as early as possible, so about a year to 18 months if you've got that time, um, and then start looking for your dress or um, suit because that way there's plenty of time to get it altered and you're not going to be stressing at the last minute. If you're working to a shorter time scale, then that's fine too because a lot of shops can, they do have um, sample sizes and things, you will always be able to find a dress. So please do not worry, um, there will be options for you, no matter when you're getting married. And if you're going for any bespoke options as well, so uh, your wedding rings, um, your hair accessories, those things, um, you wanna give a couple of months at least so that you, you have enough time to get those made, especially if it's something quite specific. Um, wedding rings are quite a big thing you can make your own these days you can do courses to make your own um but you want to get that ticked off the list because it can be quite a big expense as well so it's nice to have that covered quite early on and then once we've done those things we're down to the the smaller finer details and the finishing touches um that we can often get a lot of joy from so it's things like um you know maybe our jewelry um organising gifts for bridesmaids and groomsmen, um, sorting out favours, place cards, seating plans, all of those things. Um, and these are things that we, we sometimes enjoy a little bit more if we've got all the stress taken away from us for the, um, the, from the, the big things, then we can focus on these little details that make the day a little bit more personal. I will share this openly with you. No matter how much time you have to plan your wedding, in the final weeks it will feel as though there are not enough hours in the day. So whether you've left six months or whether you've you've given yourself three years, it's always going to be a mad rush at the end. And it's it's okay, it's the same for everybody. <laughs> Don't panic. No matter how organised you are, there's always going to be something that comes up at the end. Don't overwhelm yourself by taking on too much at once or leaving everything to the last minute as you run the risk of burning out and numbing out before your big day and that's the last thing you want because you want to feel present. There might, you know, a bit of stress is normal but you don't want to feel that you're completely numbed out that you can't enjoy the day. If it feels like this sounds like too much, then hiring a wedding planner is a great investment. Um, they will take the load off you, freeing you up to enjoy the process more, and they will work with you to find suppliers and to, to find people that fit with the style that you have in mind. Um, so I really recommend this if you're having a destination wedding as well, because planners in the region will have loads of contacts who can help bring your day together and it's going to save you time having to make calls internationally to sort things out. Um, so they are worth their weight in gold. Um, I know some people think, oh God, a wedding planner, why would I invest in that? But actually, it is a really good investment. Above all else though, choose suppliers that you resonate with who have things in common with you and who produce work that fits in with your vision and you won't go wrong. So it's really important to choose people that fit the style and that you resonate with on a personal level because you will feel so much more confident putting your trust in them on the big day. I hope you found this helpful and have a clearer path forward. And if you love this episode, please share it with, uh, with a friend and leave a review to help more people find it. 
I'll leave some details in the show notes of how you can reach out to me and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.